Welcome back, everybody, to a new episode of Dreaming in F Minor. Very, very happy to bring on my next guest. He's literally one of the most talented people I've ever had the pleasure of working with, and I'm super, super excited he came on the show today. Producer, director, cinematographer, amazing filmmaker, Tommy Davis is with us today. This was a wonderful conversation. Uh, He's... Tommy has just one of the greatest minds for film that I've ever met. As someone who just appreciates cinema, it's every single time I get to talk to him, it's like it's like going to school, and uh, and I appreciate it every single time. It's a very very valuable conversation I feel, and I think you all are really gonna love it. So um, before we get to that interview though let me quickly tell you about simple equations media simple equations is a full service audio and video production company located here in beautiful las vegas nevada pre-production through post-production we can help you with anything you may need if you're making a film if you're making a music video uh, commercial corporate video um, if you want to come in and record some music we can make a we can make a record foley Sure, gotcha. Voiceover, totally. ADR, we got you. SimpleEquationsMedia.com. Simple Equations on Facebook. Simple Equations Media on Instagram. And same on Twitter. But most importantly, let's get to this interview with the great Tommy Davis. All right, everybody. Welcome into the interview portion today with me. So happy to bring you the great... Tommy Davis. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for yeah, having yeah. me. Absolutely. No, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. For um, for those that uh, that don't know who you are, give them a little more insight to uh, to who you are and what you do. Uh, well, I'm a filmmaker, but I pretty much make documentaries and commercials, stuff like this. Um, but the last, I mean, honestly, the last 10 years, short documentaries has been like my my lane because it's it's just quicker and I enjoy the work and get it the variety of the work so it's been it's been nicer so that's what I've been yeah. doing but I I feel like a change is probably coming in the next year or two but that's mm-hmm. that's been my lane so nice. I've enjoyed it yeah so I just do docs quite a few commission short docs so that's that's my thing very cool very cool and um and you know I definitely need to stress the fact that these aren't just documentaries these things are legit man you know what I mean because like you know uh, not all documentaries are created equal in my opinion and yours definitely stand out amongst the uh, amongst the highest that is that is for sure I've been lucky enough to work with you on a few and um, and yeah so I mean if anybody's out there listening you know uh, definitely go check him out. I'll, obviously I'll put all the links and everything, you know, in the show notes to, to, to find you and, and all your films, um, all the ones that are, that are available. And we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll definitely hopefully get some eyes on those because they're fantastic, fantastic films. I mean, you just have such a, a beautiful taste. You know what I mean? Well, I appreciate it. And I uh, thankful to see you and other people that have helped me make them. Um, 
but I, the only reason they're good is people helping and in some ways the fact that we're just limited to docs it's like wanting to do as much as we can with what we're given so push it right man yeah. so we've been super lucky yeah yeah definitely there's been um like stuff we've worked on in the past like with reckless and whatnot like going sound design much deeper than usually see in document in documentaries and whatnot which was super fun for me obviously um but yeah you know uh one thing i um you have um you have a style. I, I don't know the style. I've been trying to figure out what the style is. You know what I mean? That you have. You you, you seem like a, a student of of great films, and you can definitely see that in your films. You know? Um, did you watch? Um, did you watch? Um, oh man, I'm blanking on the name right now. It it just came out. Um, about that that lady who worked for Amazon and like went to all the different States was like traveling around um, nomad land, nomad land. That's what your films remind me of. <laughs> I appreciate it. That's yeah. a compliment. She's what a great director. No, like, yeah, she's, absolutely. Did you see the writer? No, it's amazing. It's, hmm. I mean, nomad land is good, but the writer, I remember people saying when we shot reckless, like have you seen the writer? And we had shot Reckless, it was a, a normal doc, and we had to do some interviews. So, you know, the things we try to limit, and we can't. And then I, w- I saw the writer, we were editing, I was like, oh, let's just get, can we fit in the trunk of this car? Because that <laughs> they're in the front seat, like, yeah, so, so good, so beautiful. Nice. They, yeah, they're so ahead of the curve. Nice. No, I'll, I'll definitely put that on my list, for sure, for sure. So take me, uh, take me back a little bit to kind of, like, the early the uh, a, a young tommy and how you kind of got into film and all that good stuff um i'm trying to think i think it was i was thinking of this today because I, I was talking to my dad and i was telling him i saw this weekend i watched um i watched fat city have you seen this john houston film Mm-mm. blew me away but the it was so amazing and i and i resisted it as a kid because my dad um watched tons of movies and we lived in a small town and he would drive to san antonio to go see a movie and come back so like a that's like a four-hour drive back then okay he'd make a four-hour drive and come home that night just to go see a movie and um (laughs) yeah and then i was lucky my parents divorced my mom dated guys that also just took me to the movies all the time so it worked out (laughs) wow (laughs) yeah but i was thinking of it because i saw fat city and i always remember my dad left all these movies at home on vhs and i just remember seeing these titles and so for instance, Fat City, I just never watched because I, I I thought it was some Orson Welles type film, and I was mm. like, ah, I'm just not interested. I'm a 13, 14 year old kid. I'm not going to watch it. And yeah, it was amazing. I, I wish I had seen it as a child or like it as a teenager, because um, it's probably one of the best films I've seen in like two or three years. I felt like, but um, wow. I, I so but, so I grew up with all that kind of stuff going on. So I saw everything, but then for some reason I got into musicals, and I think my mom. I was like, wow, he really likes musicals all the time because I watched huh. musicals in high school every day. Wow. I just wanted to see like every musical made. Um, and looking back, I think it was more like teenage problems, like just like mm. trying to fit into your own skin. But you could watch this facade that you knew was a facade. Right. And it was like, everything's happy. Everything's going to work out. Yeah. And the filmmaking is cool. Yeah. So I watched it for four years in all of high school. Wow. I was just watching musicals like every day. Man, at, at that age, like there was not many musicals that I watched in those age. I was at, at that time in my life, it was not what I was into. You know, it wasn't until later when I when I 
uh, started recognizing, you know, um, what was really happening. You know what I mean? That it really clicked for me because I've always loved music and I've always loved movies and films. And, but the two of them, like when I was younger, uh, maybe it was just my ignorance or something. Uh, maybe it just wasn't where I was at mentally. It just, they never made sense to me, you know, like there was a few for sure, but, um, but no, it wasn't until definitely into my twenties till I started appreciating musicals. Well, so what did you watch in high school? Oh, uh, well, like what type of, what type of films did I watch? Yeah. Oh man. Um, back in those days, um, I mean, it's so hard to say. I don't think I um, had like a specific style of film that I was into in, in, in my teens. I was basically just playing music all the time, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, and I've always since I was a little, little kid, I've always been a horror fan. Yeah. That's that's the genre that I always and still love to this day is horror. And um, I remember being like like eight, nine years old, like watching Halloween and like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Just, um, that's kind of like, that's kind of the genre that, that I was most brought up into was horror. Thanks dad. Appreciate it. <laughs> and, did he show uh, you Hellraiser? Uh, yeah, I did watch Hellraiser when I was younger. Um, how old? I barely, I barely remember it. It's been, I was maybe 10, something like that. You know what I mean? Somewhere around there. Um, so not super young, but definitely probably not old enough. <laughs> That's super young. Uh, same. I remember going to the yeah. theater and seeing it yeah, and just yeah. being like, I'm not sure I should be here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. For sure. Yeah. We, we used to watch a, a lot of stuff like that. Um, a lot of like, uh, you know, like uh, uh, ghost movies, demo- uh, like demon, demonic possession movies, stuff like that. That's what I was mostly watching. Um back in those days that was that that was those were the movies that i like really really loved you know outside of like the typical ones that came out every year and that everybody watched um that's like the one thing that like i really appreciated but the thing back then too was you could um i I don't know about you i'm I'm older than you but it was for us we had a video store a block away Mm -hmm. and you had three dollars as a kid but that store would do movies for like a dollar and then in the summer they would do five movies a quarter each and and, and so yeah. the point made is like you would go see the horror covers and you'd be like oh i want to mm-hmm. rent that cover that cover that cover 100%. and so that was all it w- was yeah big bad mom i mean i remember all the covers and like big bad yeah. mama was always checked out and it was yeah. like <laughs> gotta get there early in the yeah. morning when that movie gets back oh, I, I loved those days so much man those like those I like I looked forward to Friday because of the going to the movie store. You know what I mean? Just like uh, block usually blockbuster, um, blockbuster or Hollywood Video. And uh, which you were in a small town. Did you have blockbusters? Or did you just have like the kind of the mom and pop ones? Because those were cool too. But like, uh, yeah, we had it was called Movie Land. It was a mom and pop. Yeah, and then they just expanded like super big when I was in fifth grade. And that's when they just they had all this old inventory, so it started being a quarter. So my friends would come over and. My mom, you know, she had five kids by herself. So she was like, yeah, mm. here's a here's a dollar. Knock yourself out. Yeah, so yeah. we get four movies and we should be watching horror movies all day or whatever we could find. Oh, uh, yeah, the best. Yeah, but we didn't get a blockbuster until I was like a junior. Maybe maybe a little earlier in high school. Really? But th- wow. Yeah, then it felt so sanitized in a way too compared to mm. what this other place had, which was whatever yeah. they could get. Yeah, there was this place called Great American Video that um, 
Um, we I, th- I believe we had one in Idaho Falls, but there was definitely one in Pocatello um, that was like kind of the bigger one there. And it was kind of like a small kind of, uh, I don't know, just like gray carpet, you know, white walls and like white racks, you know, <laughs> like everything sat in just like super boring. And, but it was so great. Cause yeah, cause they, they would always run like the mega deals, you know, where you get like the quarter for each one, you know, she'd get like, you come home with like six movies, you know, <laughs> it would just be amazing. Like a couple video games or something, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah. Yeah, that was my that was my thing. I w- I would get like a video game. I'd play the video game. I'd watch the horror movie first, and then I was also when I was really young, I was a big comedy fan. Uh, I I like Jim Carrey. I looked up to you know, and who who what little kid didn't you know what I mean? Um, but like, so like I was watching a lot of comedy movies and stuff as well. I guess now that I think about it, so I'd watch like the scary movie first, and then the comedy one to fall asleep to. <laughs> Yeah, but, I feel like uh, we would just watch Problem Child every night before yeah, bed, just to yeah. like, all right, let me watch something to clear up. Watching Ouija board all day, like on repeat. <laughs> then go to sleep here, so I'm not terrified all night. <laughs> yeah, super, super. But th- that 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 was amazing. But now you have every. I mean, obviously everyone talks about it, but the sheer volume of what you can watch now is in, it's incredible. And it's insane. In some ways, you feel guilty for the things you've not seen. It's like, oh, look at this, this, this. All the time, all the time. People are like, have you seen this? I'm like, no. Damn it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You you turned me on to Raw, right? The French film? Was yeah. it called Raw? Yeah, yeah. It was, was a crazy amazing. movie. Yeah, it was a crazy movie. I remember as soon as I watched this, I we were we were work, both working at Rated Red at the time. And uh and I and I was like, I gotta I gotta tell Tommy about this. <laughs> it was I gotta tell Tommy about this. So well made. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Um God, Did I need you hear to, about I need her to watch new one that though? Again. No. She won can with it. Uh I'm going to get this wrong. What I basically remember reading was it's oh, someone accidentally, I don't forget, I forget the crime part, but it's about a girl who's involved in a crime and a weird relationship with an older man. And, um, but she's in love with cars, hmm. like sexually involved with cars or something. Wow. That's what I heard. And I watched the trailer. You can't quite tell, but it's quite graphic. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> But just, yeah, just so, super strange, like raw. It sounds like. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> probably incredibly well made. Here yeah, we go. yeah, definitely gonna watch that for sure. Um, yeah, that's what's so great, man. And that's one thing I definitely didn't have access to when I was younger was um, because my parents just weren't into it that much. Was just like really like creative films like that. You know, yeah. so I didn't really start experiencing a lot of that stuff and I didn't really gain like a taste. I don't think, like I say, until probably like my twenties and stuff when I started watching, you know, strange movies and things and, um, and yeah. And then the, the world kind of exploded for me at that point. But you know, when I, yeah, when I was younger, it was horror and comedy, I guess. But Yeah. I, re- I remember it being musicals and things like this. And then I remember Pulp Fiction came out. Oh yeah. Well, well I got super lucky in that a friend's little sister was in movies and they invited me out to LA one summer and she, it's a big movie, I guess at the time, Matilda, the Roald Dahl. Film. Oh yeah. 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 This is my friend's little sister played Matilda. So they let me come. Oh and hang really? Out. Yeah. And so then I was like, oh, I wow. want to be, a, so I got to hang out and I was like, I want to be a DP. I was like, yeah, I think his name was Stefan Spassky. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's his name. Mm-hmm. He was a DP and I would just watch like you're a 14 year old kid. They just let you on set to just watch all this. Right. Um, and wow. so I just, it's watch everything. My friend, when he would, he'd be like, let's go play basketball. I was like, man, I was like, I just want to go hang out and watch like this movie yeah. that made. So it kind of blew my mind. Yeah. And what an amazing experience at a young age. 
it was super cool. So then I got home from that summer and I called, uh, I, you know, I, I, at this point I was already obsessed. So I had premier magazine and all those kinds of things, Nice. which used to be out. And, 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 and they had this page in the back, New York film Academy. So I called and I like tried to get in as a 14 year old, 15 year old, like, nah, you can't get in. And then, <laughs> and then you start hearing about how film school was. And I, Oh, I heard from my, what I heard about UT film school, because I was in Texas was that you kind of got assigned to a role. Hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to learn that well. So I, I didn't, I didn't pursue it in college. Like I, I thought I'll just watch movies and figure yeah. this out on my own at some point. Nice. But yeah. I, did you go to film school or audio engineering uh, school? I went to uh, I went to Full Sail University uh, for Amazing. music music production. That's incredible. Yeah. So like I, I originally got into audio just for music, and then when I was in school, um, I did like a couple post post production classes, and um, so I was doing I was like mixing to picture, uh, writing like composing to picture, um, and like doing uh, you know. Um, uh, Foley and stuff like that yeah. and like it just it was just like wow this it and it just clicked you know what i mean for me and i was like wow this is um it felt like and i still feel this way that it's it's, it's like the culmination of all the arts you know what i mean film and so that's what really kind of uh, pushed me in the the more film direction as far as something that i actually was going to do because i would my heart was so set on music for basically um for for so long and um and i i got doing that and i was like okay this is this is really really awesome so i kind of kept exploring that but yet I, I still i moved out to nashville and i was still like pursuing like the music side of everything and um essentially you know that town pushed me away from music you know and so i started doing more film stuff and it just kind of went from there how did it push you away from music? Like, you know, it was just, um, uh, I would say for one, it was so saturated there that it was very, very hard to, uh, to get any sort of work done. Um, because everybody already knew four engineers, you know, as far as being a musician, um, there was already 12 bass players that somebody already knew before I came around, you know? Um, so there was just, there was just not a lot for me being really, really early in, uh, my budding career, I guess. And, um, so it was hard. So I, I, I was interning and all that stuff at this studio and I would, and I got really kind of turned off by the music industry because it really kind of started rearing its head and showing its ugly face. <laughs> you know what I mean? As far as, yeah. is the inner workings of it. And which I was like, it's like, it wasn't a total surprise, but then when I saw how, um, how kind of, uh, fake it was at a certain point in thin, you know, at, at, at this stage, um, it really kind of turned me off. I'm like, I didn't get into music to, to work in what felt like an assembly line of music, of music, um, and I, I wanted to, I wanted to be creative and create amazing things. And I just wasn't able to really see that where I was at. And, um, so it kind of, it turned me off a little bit for sure. And so, but then the, but then everywhere, everything that I was doing with films, it's like everybody was super, super passionate about what they were doing and everybody was just wanting to create good things. I was like, I really started to kind of, um, find my my home there you know and uh so it's just it just worked out you know 
That makes sense. I mean, I can see that it's it, 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 with from what I see. Sometimes it's like a. Do you want to do? I, I mean, I do a lot of these commission things, but it was um, in the beginning. I remember talking to people, and they were like, "What do you want to do? Do you need X, Y, and Z to help you get there?" And it was like it checks the box of like what you think you're supposed to do. But um, mm. I was like, "How could this possibly help me?" There's, I have zero interest in this really. Like I, I kind of arrogantly see my career going this way mm-hmm. and, and suddenly having this agent do this, 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 I'm like, but I don't want to do these things, right. which as a young, arrogant kid, you're just like running your mouth. And for yeah. me, it was, it was in a different way. Like I, it felt thin. It felt thin being told these are the opportunities available to you based on mm. this is what you did. Mm. Um, and I don't know if that, makes sense kind of to what you're saying, but it's just totally. like, it yeah. reared its head in a way that I was like, Oh, I'm going to have to figure this out on my own. And, mm-hmm. and this path that I saw for myself is going to be much more curving and winding until I right. who I am versus. It, yeah. And maybe that's more along the lines of what actually happened is like reality hit me in the face and was like, this is what it's really like. And this is yeah. what you, the opportunities that you have right now. And if you want to, do the things you want to do. You're going to have to do it your own way. And you're going to go on that wind long, windy path, you know? And, um, I, the, the path took me mostly into, into like post-production, you know? Yeah. So. But the path, it, it's like a, it's a bit of a scary path because sometimes you get what you think you want. And then you're like, I, I've gotten a it's few terrifying. things. Yeah. yeah. I get them. And then I'd see friends that were like, this is amazing. And they're going for that. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky because, I mean, most of the time they get it first or something like this, but I got one first. And I remember my friends just, I just remember being at a, a Kinko's in New York and, and my friends were there printing posters. They were off to a film festival and they were congratulating me on this thing. And I was just like, yeah, but that was the limit. Like, yeah, I didn't know what to do next. Like this was supposed mm. to be a goal and I knew I was going to get it in my mind. I was like, I got this, I'm going to get it. And then it happened. And then I was like, well, this feels like this isn't so great. Like yeah. what was I, I, the, the learning is much more fun and right. more painful, but it's so much more fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. Experimenting. It, exactly. That's when you really kind of find uh, your, your I, uh, not purpose, but I think that's when you find when you, when you become aligned with your own vision, you know, for real is when you kind of, go through that. I guess it's just part of the journey. You know what I mean? Like we have to go through this journey till we, we got to find out what we don't want to, to, to know what we do want, you know? And, and so maybe it's just, it's just something that you, you have to go through if you really want to do something in your life that you really feel compelled to be doing, you know? Well, so with your work, then you get to combine everything essentially if you're doing post work with the music as well i mean Mm -hmm. especially if you can manipulate the songs it's i mean i'm sure there's things you miss and things you like to add well and usually that's two different um usually that's two different people obviously you know as you know you have your composer and your mixer and you know and all that um yeah i do i have had the opportunity to to do both which is fun it becomes a lot of work um and it can become kind of convoluted at a certain point too because i'm thinking um, I'm thinking almost too broadly at times when I'm, when I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm composing, but I'm also, you know, thinking about the entire soundscape outside of music. Um, sometimes it can be a little convoluted and like, 
uh, my ideas kind of bump into each other. So it just kind of takes some discernment at that point. But but it's it's fun, though, when I get to to literally be in control of like the the entire everything that your ears hear, you know, it's amazing. It's yeah, it's 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 super, super satisfying for sure. And like with films, I was thinking about it this weekend. Um, well, there's a thing they always tell you when you're, you're young that, oh, you know, sound is, if you have poor sound, your film's going to suck. Like, mm-hmm. you just got to figure that out. Like, yeah. learn the lesson the hard way. But then you're also told this thing. I remember hearing this from all my friends that were in film school. Oh, Steven Spielberg says you've got to uh, turn off the volume when you watch a movie. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. And so you think that, and that kind of sticks in your head for quite a while, mm-hmm. um, this this level of watching it. But then you come across a movie um, that blows you away with the soundscape. Yeah. And and I've seen like some interviews with Lucrecia Martel, uh, this Argentine filmmaker, and her soundscapes are incredible. Like what's going yeah. on? And sometimes they can just get out there, bring things from beyond the universe of the film, but it's so naturalistic in the way she incorporates it. Right. And it's like, there's so much, I mean, she kind of, I'm going to, I butchered trying to describe what she said, but she was like, if, if your film is in like what a gallon of water or something like you put the, the, the visuals can't quite possibly fill it up. You need so much space in there mm. that you can fill up with audio and, and magic that you can do with the sound Yeah, that people will appreciate. Yeah. Um, and you can tell other stories alongside other subtleties can go on. Right. Uh, it, it, it completes the immersion. You know, it's kind of the way I've always felt is it, it completes the immersion in a film. So, like, if you have beautiful visuals and uh, a beautiful story arc and everything, like, like that's amazing. And, um, you know, you obviously have to have that. Uh, but what carries the real uh, the weight, you know, I feel like is is the sound and, and the music. You know, it really pulls it together in the fastest way for something to not be good is to have poor audio. You know, you can have a great film, but if you have poor audio, it automatically, in everybody's mind, and they don't even understand why, like it a little bit less. You know? I, I, I got you. I was... I, I feel like I'm only talking like about weird movies right now, but... Um, no, it's good. <laughs> well, I watched Goodbye to Language, the latest Godard one, and I remember watching it the first time being like, I can tell there's something going on that I... I need to watch this a couple times to get. Mm-hmm. I watched it again the other night, and then about two days later, I felt like I what I watched was a um, a film that had been scribbled down in a way. Hmm. But in the cameras he used, it was really it was nice. At the end of the credits, he puts like GoPro. The, I mean, amazing wow. cameras to even GoPros and iPhones. But the sound was perfect, is what I noticed. It wasn't perfect, mm-hmm. but it was really good. Mm-hmm. And it, in some ways, I was like, well, he probably could have messed up that sound a little and and it been a you know but maybe not like i don't know if it was more of a let me get my audience in the door with good sound mm. or this is the baseline that we need and now let's just write in freehand and so the, it always felt like the scenes where you were just catching glimpses of a scene which in a book we're accustomed to this link yeah. page two we're like okay this is the style in a film you're like i don't know if i want to go to this world yeah this film by the end of it i felt like okay the fragments are coming together in my mind now i, I somehow mm get the the free wielding sense of it but the audio was always like there it was always like mm. a steady audio i don't know yeah it's, it's the the backbone for sure for sure so i guess with that with that film are you saying kind of like um 
like you would have you would have liked it more if maybe they took more time on the visuals but appreciated the sound or like cuz cuz I mean I guess it could it could maybe work in the opposite direction too you know it what I mean it could but yeah. I was curious if you took the sound if you I was curious if you degraded the sound and made it as free wielding as the as visuals, visuals? Yeah, but it might have been too much um because there's also this thing I mean you and I worked on that little short film um Born Again mm mm-hmm. mhm and I remember shooting that and just thinking, I don't want it to be pretty. I don't want it to be pretty yeah. because I feel like so much is so pretty right now. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of shots even in that, that where, I, I mean, I think they're, they're traditionally pretty, mm-hmm. but it's like, you have to force your brain out of like what you're seeing all the time right? to find something and just let go of style to, to, to get rid of the beauty. Yeah. I, I think, th- yeah, I think it's, you know, sorry to cut you off there. Um, I feel like, you know, that's, it's, who's your audience at that point? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like who, who's, who's really watching it? Um, because, because that, cause I remember, you know, talking through that with you and everything, um, while, while I was working on it and, and I got what you were going for and I think it came out really well that way. Um, and the right people are going to understand that, you know, like who, who's your audience? You know what I mean? Like who, you know, um, you know, if you're not only making it for yourself, like what kind of, what kind of audience member do you have in mind? I guess you know. Yeah, or are you taking which we try, and we're probably frauds to say it, but you try to lead the audience, or you try to leave it. You try to leave crumbs and just take off, and you hope right. you hope you're going hope in the direction. Yeah. Well, or you hope other filmmakers are. are you hope the film itself is going in this direction. So people will follow. Yeah. Otherwise you're just out of the desert by yourself hallucinating, sure. um, yeah, yeah. which I've definitely been guilty of. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, both literally and figuratively. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, um, I don't know. Um, I guess, I guess transitioning just a little bit, um, you've, you've been working recently on some super interesting stuff. Are you allowed to talk about much of that yet? Um, as far as like the, a little the bit right pool now, and all that? Yeah, I can say a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's out, I think only two of them aren't released. Um, but yeah, th- that was, um, super unexpected and super crazy. Um, yeah. but yeah, that was in, it was a year ago yesterday we went away because it was a fairly traumatic we had like a a new baby at home and i was like well i am going away for two and a half months to the red sea yeah to be on a a ship at at sea for two and a half months and then on a on a submarine yeah Mm -hmm. but it was this um it it was a bizarre thing where it was um james cameron has this operation with ray with the financier and they're exploring the ocean and trying to show people like the magic of the seas before we go mm. explore space. Let's take a look. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, they, they I went with another filmmaker, um, Jansen powers and we, uh, they told us to just make short films and try and do them a little differently than the typical try, try and make short films that aren't like the standard nature film. Mm. Um, so that was the, that was pretty much the commission. Yeah, that was the that was what we were sent out to do, and then you kind of got on the ship, and you just met these scientists. And Ocean X kind of said, "Hey, these are the stories we think are super interesting." Mm-hmm. And so we had meetings for like two weeks over Zoom from the ship, 
Um, and we said who we met and, you know, you kind of tried to focus on character, but then sometimes like the Brian pool, the, the subject just like overwhelms you. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, you like the Brian pool. Loved it, man. Like, oh, thank you. But that's, that means that's the world, but thank you that we did it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it was, it's what was cool about it is because, with the vision, I guess, that James Cameron was setting out, like, let's explore the seas before we, we explore the uh, outer space. There were so many times when I felt like you were in outer space. Yeah. That's what's so amazing about it is, is as you're watching it, like some of this, I felt like I was looking like some of those shots were just, you know, like your brain is kind of like adjusting to exactly what you're seeing. And uh, I'm just like, I feel like maybe I'm looking at like some crater on the moon and then you see some bubbles go by and you're like, holy shit, <laughs> like, you know, you're like, where are we? We're at the bottom of the Red Sea, you know, or, or wherever it was at, I guess it's cut at the bottom, right? I mean, yeah, very, yeah. And, um, it's just, it was, it was mind blowing. If it, it felt like, it felt like it, like a weird hint to like, uh, space odyssey or something you know what i mean like it was it's like it was so it was so um it, it was really really cool really really cool. It, but it, the, the the space odyssey's fair but it i was cracking up like so that one wasn't a submarine it was too deep and the salinity of the ocean the subs couldn't handle it i want to say the the bottom of the sea there was 1600 meters wow so we took an rov down and what well, we took two so we could film the ROV landing down there. But um, so we had a live feed and we could see everything and steer the ROV to where we wanted. But um, when it went down and we sent like a scanner down to, to sample the atmosphere, I just looked at this thing going down and I'm like, there's nothing we can do with this. That doesn't look like 2001. Cause it just looked <laughs> like this little device just sinking through the ocean. And I'm like, and I was like, in my mind, I said it and I said it to, the guy operating the camera, I was like, we're yeah. stuck here. This just looks like 2001. <laughs> and I tried to avoid it as much as I could, but I was really? like, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. Um, he nailed it. The, the aloneness mm-hmm. of just being like a robot in this yeah. vast. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. But, um, so cool. Yeah. But, but what's interesting is the guy that was doing the study, his name is Sam. He's out of Miami university of Miami. He runs their Marine science geology program. And, um, we, I, I was assigned the brine pool if we found a brine pool and the ship was going up and down the Red Sea, checking off the boxes of things to explore. And they gave us two days to do the brine pool. Cause I begged and pleaded. I'm like, surely there'll be a brine pool. I know there's going to be one. I had no idea. And Sam too, I was, I was fighting for Sam to get this brine pool. So we're on the second day, still no brine pool. It was like 1142 lunch is coming at noon and still no brian pool and they're about to reach the edge of this trough which they thought if it's not here it's not it's not going to happen so <laughs> I, I went out to get some apples and stuff and whatever we know how it ends but within minutes all of a sudden i looked at the screen within the cafeteria because they would do a live feed for people eating to see what mm-hmm. the ship is looking at under the water mm-hmm. and you just saw the brian pool there's just this it was amazing. I couldn't wow. believe it. I thought it was a joke. I thought they put on like a live feed joke just to get, cause they knew I was in the cafeteria. Yeah. yeah. I went in there and I, I couldn't believe how trippy that was. Yeah. It, it was like the end of the world. Yeah. It, it's, 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 it, it is a completely different world is what it feels like. You know what I mean? It feels like a completely different little microcosm of a, something existing you know, here on this planet, it's so weird. You know what I mean? It's like, 
It's so weird. And, and we went down two days once we found it, maybe three, because I think we circled back. And you got to know the rhythms because um, what we were trying to do was just capture it and see if anything would land there or whatever, like anything would swim down into it. And um, what I, what, I what, you, what you started to notice was you just had to leave the camera there. It was different because you have these like treasure hunters, basically is what they typically, or what they, these guys that operated the RV typically would do with these big machines. They'd go find treasure. Mm. And what we were asking to do is, okay, we found the Brian pool. Let's just sit there. Like that's, that's the, now we're going to find the magic here is we just have to sit there, blend in and see what swims by. Mm -hmm. But you would start to see like the shrimp that would just come out from wherever or fish come here and wait. And they would just all lurk and creep around the brine pool, Hmm. waiting for something to swim in and asphyxiate. And, but it, it got you thinking it's a, it's a rhythm. It's their Mm -hmm. 12 hour day and it's completely dark. Yeah. And you see nature films and things like this. And I don't think we did a job, a good job of showing what a day like is like for a shrimp down there by any means, but watching it as we're trying to film it, you tapped into this, like, this is a natural rhythm for mm-hmm. quite a bit of life on earth. And mm-hmm. it's, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's, 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 it's insane. Yeah. Like completely out of anything I would have ever expected. Um, felt more like an alien life, like out there. Right. And it kind of is, you know what I mean, to us, you know, but the fact that you can kind of pick up on its natural rhythms and its, uh, its, its normal kind of day to day comings and goings is a pretty weird thought. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's, in, it's thought. insane. I was, yeah. yeah, I was, I, I really tripped on it, and um, that one not as much. But you go in the submarines, and that when you go on the sub, I when I got on the the boat before I got on, I said I'm not. I'm not interested in the submarine. Sounds cool. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'll film anything above water. I'm your yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. Day one, you're there and you're like, oh, the submarine looks cool. Like, <laughs> I want to get in on that. Yeah, we'll try it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you go in the subs and you're going quite, quite deep and you're seeing all these things and everything just swimming around you because it's a, it's a glass thing. It's the same sub that uh, Richard Attenborough uses. So you're, you're seeing his oh, wow. scene for those nature docks for the Blue yeah. Planet. Mm-hmm. Same, same team basically. Wow. Cool. And um. You, the dreams you have are crazy. I um, bet. It's insane. I didn't even think about that. I bet it's, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, you're in like a cabin with like, it was basically four of us in a cabin and tiny bunk beds. So they feel like coffins. Yeah. So you're already kind of like on edge at night. Yeah. And um, with uh, with the submarine stuff, it, it, it really trips you out. And that lasts a while. Like you have really weird dreams. And most of the people that went on them all said the same thing. Like, really? Your dreams are just like, what's going on but the first night's wow. the weirdest you're just like yeah i don't know i so disoriented or something your brain's kind of like like what the hell is happening here what was that yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like what was yeah. that but so, i feel like something happened recently we watched a space one of these things they show about space on like uh, something landing on mars or something i watched it with my son and that night i went to bed and i woke up in like a cold sweat thinking i was underwater again it's like it just Wow. Triggered it in my brain to think I was like this memory came, I guess, subconsciously. Oh, weird. And I just was like, oh, get out of the submarine. It was bizarre. (laughs) That is so weird, man. I mean, that makes you, that makes you think like, that's really like whatever. I don't know, man. (laughs) That's a really weird thought because it's like you're some, maybe it's, I don't know. It's like, I feel like the deep ocean and outer space are almost the exact same thing. 
You right. know what I mean? Um, and, and that's probably just my, my ignorance because I don't know the difference, but, um, it's so weird that, that your brain would automatically go straight back to being in a submarine while out in space. You know what I mean? It, like being in a spaceship. It's like, it's the same thing. You know what I mean? And I, I didn't get the connection. I woke up and I was in a, in a panic. And then I think my wife was like, I got up and just went upstairs or something. And my wife was like, what's, what's up? And I was like, I just had that. I was back on the submarine. And she's like, yeah, that's because you watched that, that Mars landed. I was like, are you, how do you know this? <laughs> Yoda over here. Like, I'm trying to figure it out. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's pretty trippy. That pretty is weird. trippy. What a cool experience though. Whoever thought like, for me, I'll be honest. It was always like a, and in some ways, so it was like, I never chased nature things, even though that's, I would love to do that. But I thought once you're in, in that, how hard is it to get out? But, and I was always like, man, someday I hope to do something like nature related. And so mm. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. For me, it was like out, out at sea for this long, like chasing animals and, and, mm. and, and watching these scientists work. It, it, it's, it, it was amazing and, and yeah. so unexpected. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome, man. But I guess kind of interesting timing with a newborn at home in the middle of a pandemic and uh, super popular guy right here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I mean, I, yeah, my wife hats off like working at the house with the pandemic and the newborn and a five-year-old or yeah. four-year-old running around at the time. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. That's you, a lot. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I couldn't do it without my wife. That's for sure. You know what I mean? Like hats uh, off to wives, man. <laughs> hats off to anyone that'll, yeah, wives, but anyone that. Anybody that we can, can actually handle all of that at home stuff, man. It's like, it's, yeah, it's not, I could, I couldn't, I don't have the patience for it. I have to get out and do things, you know what I mean? And, uh, I would go crazy. Yeah, no, with the kids, if, if yeah. I'm in a, I, I know you, I have two. So not like you at all, like, but <laughs> yeah. I'm like in the car now, we got to get out of here. Like yeah. we're going to hike till y'all drop. Like that's all I can think Whatever <laughs> yeah. I can do to just make y'all tired. Right. Exactly. But God forbid having to go to the grocery store, you know, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. I do, but yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Hopefully not with the kids. Right. But, but awesome. But yeah, no, no, the ocean stuff. Amazing. Um, super lucky. And the, those aren't even all out yet. So, but we'll see. I think. Yeah. Looking forward, looking forward to him. I saw something on YouTube the other day. It was something about James Cameron explores the sea or something like that. I'm guessing it's all part of the same. Well, no, they're doing. Is there a different one? Yes, they're doing one with the BBC. Okay. Where basically the same thing we did, except then you have videographers and things like this filming them making their films and the scientists. So it's like a reality show. Which I think the BBC saw that as more like let's 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 find hooks. So I mean, uh, be, be careful what I say, but I think there were some like okay, like what's going to happen when these cameras are on us? Because mm. a lot of it, the scientists felt like filmmakers or, or anyone searching for a story too. It's like every day you're just out there, like like my favorite film that I did was on on Lucy Hawks. It's not out yet, but it was literally just let's go out every day and, and try and bait for a shark and see what happens and nothing mm. happens forever, mm. but it's day in day out. And it, it reminded me, I mean, Lucy and I were talking about it. It's like writing a story or something. It's just like, you can go, you gotta go sit at the desk. You gotta go put in the time. Right. Um, 
or it's not coming. Mm-hmm. And if you don't sit in that boat, you think you're going to get lucky on that one day out of 60 that you decide to go out there. It's not going to happen. Right, right. You got to go put in the time. So the scientists, that's what, that's what I came away with thinking about them is how much, how dedicated they are and how similar it is. And just, you're going fishing like for ideas, mm-hmm. for science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know, dedication and consistency, man. I mean, it's the, the only way to, uh, achieve something like that you know what i mean or, or anything that you're really tr- that's that's not easy like if you don't have the dedication and the consistency it's just never going to happen for you and um that's been a downfall in my life too because i get you know wrapped up in like all these different things and i fail to be consistent on one thing so it takes me twice as long to get there you know but but no i think that's um that's just that's just part of that's just part of life i guess when it really comes down to it you know what i mean just like whatever you're trying to go after and whatever trying you're trying to do you know and this echoes in every field in every facet of life that like you need to be dedicated and consistent and just keep showing up every day you know isn't it terrifying when you realize it yeah totally that's like it's a lot of responsibility at that point you're like shit I got so much work to do now. (laughs) I I remember thinking it was terrifying because it was like, even in just like a small thing with film or like, do I like this? Am I really? The beautiful thing for COVID for me was I was like, oh, I'm tired of having these conversations, whether it's my dad or someone about Westerns that I've never seen. And I was like, who do I think I am that I'm? don't need to watch westerns if i if i want to work in this like it's my job to know what i'm working in yeah so then it just turns into this thing of watching like a couple hundred westerns in a year and wow but it felt like it it, what it gave me was at first it was a pain in the ass because like i'll watch the 10 best ones i haven't seen Mm -hmm. okay let me try a few more and then it turned into let me see the hundred ones i haven't seen and so on and so forth but wow what it showed me was you've got to be open like mm-hmm. you have to be open and you have to show up and expose yourself. Yep. And I think I've definitely just been so arrogant. We're like, no, I'm going to watch these things I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And now uh, just in that little exercise, I feel like it, it came, it gave me like a process for just watching things without judgment in mm-hmm. a way like appreciation. That's what I was going to say. You know, you probably gained a lot of appreciation for, you know, for Westerns and stuff during the process. Well, I, film, it made me realize film in how, general, yeah. Yeah, how hard it is. It made me see how hard it is. And um, and so now I'm watching like, oh, what's that Western? I haven't seen it. Click it. And even if it's maybe, you know, oh, this one's rushed or that you can kind of get a sense of what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I just appreciate it. And it made everything feel more fun to me with film. Like, wow. it was an accident. I didn't expect that to happen at all. But I, I suddenly mm-hmm. feel like this is fun again. It, it felt like when I was in high school and I discovered musicals and was like, yeah. we can do whatever we want. Yeah. And, now I feel like it's really, really hard to make a good film, mm-hmm. but um, there's so much to do and there's so much to to watch and learn from and see and yeah, yeah. little moments here or there. It's, it's, it's yeah, it, it's how I watched Fat City this weekend. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, here's a John Houston film I consciously avoided as a child because I just mm-hmm. hated the title. And, yeah. and now I'm like, this might be, in the last three years, four years, I was like, I didn't want to, I, I called my dad and I waited like four days. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, this, this might be the best film I've seen in a long time. I was like, settle <laughs> down. But I rewatched it that night. Like after it ended, I said, I should watch it again. That was yeah. amazing. And I did. And then it's, I told a couple friends and they watched it. They're like, and one friend was like, I saw it when I was 18. It blew me away. Yeah. And he watched it. He's like, 
it's astonishing how good it is. And wow. yeah, it's, it's opening the mind and, and, and not being so judgmental I yeah. think. and wow. the process like engaging in it. Interesting, man. This is a, this is a good, uh, <laughs> this is a good teaser for Fat City, man. I'm gonna have to. Go no, you're gonna it. hate it now, man. You're gonna hate it. <laughs> I'm gonna have these super high standards and be like, "It was okay." I don't know. <laughs> no, I know that's the problem. That's like why I was yeah. like, I'm, I was like telling friends on a, on a thread. I'm like, okay, it's. I think it's all right. Kind of yeah. blew me away. I watched it twice last night, and they're like, "How many movies do you watch twice?" I was like, "None, none. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a David Lynch, but not really. Right, right. Um, yeah, man, it's, uh, I think I've done that. I think I've done that once before. It was that, um, uh, I'm blanking on the name right now, that time travel movie, like that super, super low budget one with the two dudes. Primer. Yeah. Primer. I watched that show. I, I watched that movie twice in a row <laughs> just cause I needed to make sense of it all. <laughs> but, I, I, I did not get it, man. I, I still don't get it. You still you don't get, get it? it? I mean, somewhat. I mean, I'd have to watch it again. Um, it started to make sense, and, and I really like the way that they describe time travel as this kind of like cyclical thing that you kind of just like, if I remember right, you know, it's just kind of, you just kind of like fall into like a rotation or something like that. I think if I'm, if I'm remembering that correctly, it's been quite a while since I watched that. I, but I would rewatch that. I had to watch it. I had to watch it again because when you watch it again the second time, you know, and I've forgotten so much of it now. But um, when you watch when you watch it again, um, it's like all the things that didn't make sense in the first time, you can kind of piece together because you already know how it ends. So uh, yeah. you know, um, and so that helped a lot. Like literally, like there's there's massive chunks in the movie missing. <laughs> like there's, there's no way of getting around it. <laughs> like you know, and and the audio is terrible in that movie. You know, and all and all that. But um, it's like in mono. Like there's like a single audio channel in that movie. I noticed. I I put it on like I put on my surround sound, and it only came out of the center channel. <laughs> was, oh, amazing! That's the only that's the only the only speaker it came out of. It was hilarious. And I was like, what the fuck am I watching here? But like, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, it made sense more the second time. I think it's the only time I've ever watched something twice. But I'm going to watch that again. Um, cause that was a movie I, I watched in the theater and I, I, I was just like, I don't get it. I felt like super talented filmmaker. Cause mm -hmm. it just felt like with the, you, you felt the resources in a way, like we're, we're limited. So we're going to be economical and we're going to tell a good story and, right. and expansive. And that was mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. But I just remember like, oh, I don't get it. And then I think it was on TV or something on IFC or something like this. Hmm. I could have rented it even. Um, but I, that's definitely worth, worth a shot again. I feel like he's only made one other film. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, I've never seen it and I don't remember what it's called. But um, but I think I did hear that he did make make one other. I can't remember what it is though. It, 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 I think it was up. set in. Yeah, no, it was set in North Texas. It came out like uh, I want to say 2014, 2015. Okay, yeah. Have to look at, have to look into it because yeah, I mean, you know, because yeah, I guess you know, maybe that was part of it too because I was I was trying to appreciate because you could feel the resources and you could tell that it was like a super tight budget, and they're just doing what they can, um, just like when you watch like you know, the original, uh, evil dead or something, you know, yeah. like, it's just like, you know, that like, there's no budget. They're just trying to make the movie the best that they can. And so you kind of give it a little bit of a pass on the little things, yeah, you know, the little things like that. And you can kind of, you know, if you allow yourself to kind of open your mind a little bit and kind of take it for everything for what it is, you, know, you can appreciate it a lot better, but, but yeah, watch it again, watch it twice in a row. 
I'm going to do the same because I need to refresh my memory on it. But I'm going to be yeah. texting the shit out of you. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah, I remember, oh. I remember there's, there was something about like, yeah, it was like this like this like time cyclical thing. It was like how the time machine kind of worked. It kind of like threw you into uh like threw you into like some sort of cyclical rhythm or something. I don't know. It was really, really weird. And I'm trying to remember it exactly, but it was a strange concept. And I remember liking it a lot, but it's been years. So I yeah. Remember. Did some scenes repeat in this film? I think so. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. And I think it was to point, I think it was to that point. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Because like there would be the same scene that was happening, but they would be from a different perspective. So like, they'd be like sitting there, like watching like their previous self, like going on and doing these things, but they couldn't come in contact with them or anything, you know? It's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good one. But well, cool, man. Um, what? How about how about coming up in the future? I guess we're 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 somewhat kind of pulling into the the conclusion here. But um, but what do you, what do you have going on like right now? And you have anything big plans coming up or anything cool like that? I hope to. I, I'm always like reticent to say because I feel like, especially being humbled by all the films I've watched and realizing how tricky it's going to be. Yeah. But I'd like to make a film just because I feel the limitations, like with the short docs. I really enjoy short films and, and short documentaries, but I feel the um, the attention. Like you can get them on a, a channel and you can get them promoted. Like you can get them on TV. Um, and I found like in other countries are more appreciated. But even then, it, it, it's not a part of the discussion. Like if you're trying something new or you're trying to push something this way or that way, or even if you're just simply trying to make a good film, mm. um, it's, it's, it's below the radar. And I felt like maybe it's time to stretch. Plus it's, let's be honest, it's more economical to make, not to make the film, but to make a film, a, a proper feature film, and then get recognition or at least mm. people to understand you can do it. I mean, right be lucky to get recognition for it or have anyone watch it. But mm -hmm. that, that would be um, in the next year. That's, that's the goal. So cool. we're, we're coming up close on that. So let's hope it, if it nice. all connects. Yeah. Nice, man. It's amazing. Yeah. It's um, God, it was just great to uh, actually, it's been like forever since I've seen your face, man. I know, it's been, man. <laughs> it's been like, uh, which there's just on audio here, but you know, on the zoom call, um, you know, actually get to have a little bit of, uh, interaction again, at least somewhat. And but we're not that far away. No, we're really not. We're like a couple, like a, like, uh, there's only like one state in between us. It's not that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I remember when yeah. you were there, I was like, what, where is he? And then sure yeah. enough, I was, uh, in pursuit Yeah. off to Colorado. But what yeah. are you working on? What's coming up for you? Um, pretty much day to day I'm working. Uh, I, I got like my, my kind of nine to five gig, which is, uh, you know, it's it's nice. It's not the most exciting work. I'm just doing like um, basically post audio and like production audio for this fitness company, so that takes up most of my time. Um, but I've got a couple short films that are coming through. One that I need to start working on really soon. Um, be scoring that and uh, doing all the posts on that as well. Um, there's a couple other little things coming down coming down the line, um, but it's pretty much just been you know, the grind, you know, with, with, uh, with, uh, you know, the nine to five type of thing. And, um, which I'm grateful for. I don't want to sound like an asshole. I'm grateful no. for the, I'm grateful for the stability of it. Um, but you know, and then this podcast, man, 
Like this is really like, this is still a, a new thing and uh, something that I'm starting to put a lot of time into and something I'm really enjoying doing. So it's kind of like the big one. Uh, I'm finishing up an album with a friend of mine, a, uh, uh, he, his debut solo album, um, just finished up with another like ambient mastering. Uh, you remember Derek from uh, Derek Pearson from uh, Rated Red? Yes. Did you work on a short film with him? Yeah, called Blink. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Did yes, you yes. watch? Did you watch Blink? Did you? I watched you, it. Yeah, it was great. You, yeah, yeah. I I loved. It was ambitious. Out, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it was a fun one. It was a fun one. Uh, so yeah, he just put out a he he's a like a fantastic electronic musician producer. Um, he's been a drummer for a long time as well. But uh, yeah, we just uh, finished up an ambient uh, album of his record. It's been released on cassette. Which is kind of interesting. <laughs> I just did a, I just did an episode, a couple episodes ago with him. Um, but uh, what is it called? Uh, his, well, the his his project is called Silence and the Unwinking Minds. Okay. And the album we just finished up was is called Inversion Layer. Okay. Yeah, it's it's really really uh, you you you're it's definitely up your up your your alley for sure from some of the music that i know that you're into and stuff so you, you'll definitely dig it for sure uh, no i would love it i, I, I was yeah i would love it <laughs> today that's i had it i had on a track yeah 60 minutes long i was like this is perfect it's just yeah yeah it's yeah. the best yeah it's a, it's it's cool because it ha it's um each of the songs are relatively normal length but it feels very kind of stream of consciousness. Like it seems like a, a, a natural progression through each of the tracks and it really feels like an album, That's you know? Cool. So yeah, you definitely have to definitely have to check that out. I'll send you a link to it, but what was, so it'll be online as well. It's all, yeah, it's up now. It's up now okay. and everything. Yeah. So oh, amazing. Yeah. But then how does the cassette work? How does it? So it's a limited run on that. Um, he's only doing like 50 of them. So you can order that through like, uh, like his band camp, if you get on his band camp, you can order through there through Mystery Circles Records. But um but it's all available digitally and everything. So Okay. Yeah. Ah, super cool. Yeah. Um I should tell some people in Nashville the the Born Again, I felt weird to I didn't share it with a lot of people because it's so short, like what is it, like ninety seconds? But I yeah, said it's it not to too someone, long. Yeah, I sent it to someone <laughs> said it to someone at Nashville. So they're showing it at their Nashville Film Festival next week. Are they? It, cool. I think it might be this week. But I should tell some people because I, I feel like some of those people from Rated Red go to that, and then they can talk shit about it. Yeah, that's well, that's where that's where Blink premiered at was the Nashville Film Festival. Oh, right on. Okay. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, definitely. There's uh, yeah, all of the folks there. They still they're still around there. Not all of them, but a lot of them are still around there. But yeah, you ever think I'm about gonna, going back there? I okay. You remember the um, man. So I, I edited quite a bit. Remember the last project we were doing? The Wrestlers? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I went back out there. Did you? Well, I filmed them in So everything ended in what? Like late August? Yeah. That year, 2018? 2018. I filmed them again in October. And then I filmed them again in January of 2019. Wow. And I went out there in July. I flew there from Colorado, July of 2019. And then we had a baby. Shit hit the fan. Right. Um, and so I still talked to them. But I have oh. I had a semi decent edit, but it's super like I've showed clips to people and they're like that's super. But I mean it was because we were freed of the the reins of rated red, so it was yeah. like only close ups, just as shitty as possible. Um, cool. <laughs> but uh, but but faithful. 
to the yeah. scene and faithful yeah. to what they're talking about. So we right. still talk and, and, and they were supposed to come to Denver, but yeah, so I guess that's a way of saying that, yes, I will go back to Nashville because as soon as COVID ends, I'd like to finish it, but I have a weird yeah. feeling it has to be a, lu- a luxury for me because I'm not sure I can ever show that film because it's pretty, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, those were, uh, <laughs> those, those were, I was on just a handful of those shoots and, uh, yeah, they're wild, dude. <laughs> I can't. They're a wild group of guys, man. <laughs> I can't believe it, man. I like show the edits to some people, and they're like, "Well, you're just like, you're gonna take shit for this." And part of me was like, "Well, how do you take shit for something that's really happening?" And you're yeah. just filming it. And yeah. now there, there's a line to be crossed with you are instigating it because you were there and you are filming it, so they are per- performing for you. Mm-hmm. For sure. But that's not necessarily always the case. I think you and I were there where that did happen at some point. And so it's like, okay, take that out of the film because mm-hmm. we're just doing drugs and things like this for the yeah. camera. And that feels yeah. a bit, yeah. That's, that is what it kind of felt like. I remember being there. I'm just like, this feels crazy, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, I've taken that out of the film, which this film's never going to be seen by anyone. Like yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just like my pleasure where it's like, if you can make just the purest documentary and just film these guys, yeah, this is it. And not everybody, not a whole lot of people would want to see it, and that's that's fine. But I, I do feel. I mean, like I you, think a lot of people would want to see it, dude. Like it, it, they're an interesting group. Like regardless, like you know, they're just. I mean, yeah, they're an interesting group. I think a lot of people would love it personally. I, I shared it with a programmer that he he programs um Berlin the film festival. Okay. He's one of the program one of the programmers there. He sent me a note. I said, "Hey, this is an early cut. I just looking for." Any thoughts? Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this, if I'm even going to share this with anyone. Yeah. And he's like, this is something I'd be very interested in showing, which I could not show. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, well, okay, that sounds yeah. about what my, my, my mind was telling me to. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, maybe it just needs to end up at the right place. I don't know. I well, yeah. Know. You, I, should, I, you, should, you should definitely send me whatever your most recent edit is, because I don't know if I've seen it. <laughs> I will, I will, man. But I th- let me. Uh, but it's been so long that I've looked at it, so I can't do that. Like I know I won't do it until I look at it and say, "Oh, let me fix this and that." Which right, I'll, right. I'll have time in three or four months, and and I will do that because I want to hop back on it. Yeah. But you met those guys. I'm going through a therapy session about a project with you now. Yeah. <laughs> my, but my, my thinking is, I was like, I, I was telling my wife, I was like, I don't want it to end. Like in some ways, I was like, I wouldn't mind if in 20 years. I'm yeah. still like going to visit these guys and film a yeah. little more and a little more. And it's yeah. just this bizarre... turn into a series. <laughs> yeah. It's just like yeah, this man. bizarre world that doesn't end and it just changes. It evolves with their, with their state in life. Um, That's an interesting thought. Yeah. Yeah. Way. I mean, it's, it's almost like a Don Quixote project and you're like, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Set it out in an alley and see if anybody picks it up and that's how it gets released someday. Right. That page. I don't know, man. Like, um, I don't know. It's 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 very compelling to me, but I'm kind of a weird dude, so <laughs> maybe that's why. But you know, just just and also, I'm I'm probably biased as well, though, just because I got to be there, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, and that was such a wild experience just to hang out with those dudes, and like I'd never had, like. <laughs> I'd never been talked shit to so much by a little person before, you know. <laughs> and it was like, I never had my crew punch me, punch me in the nuts and shit. It was like, what, dude? What are you doing? And then they just go and like beat the shit out of each other in this ring. Yeah, Wild, but they would man. harass. They literally harass the crew. Yeah, 
all the literally time. <laughs> i was like dude you, that's you can't say that man that's that's yeah. like I remember Tom Tom got it real bad. Yeah, I said <laughs> something to those bad. guys, and I was like, "What are you? What are you doing?" And they're like, "Yeah, but if Tom Tom, anyone that comes in here that's not like like me is going to get it, and, yeah. and and that's just." But I get texts from one of them, Ryan, and he's like, "Hey, bro, we're we're going through Denver. Like, would you let me crash with you? Would you trust me to come hang out, eat dinner with your family?" I was like, "Ryan, I don't know, man. You, <laughs> I like you, but I don't know if I want you like." <laughs> Like, in my house <laughs> my, yeah. with my two very but, young children <laughs> yeah i was like, like right come chugging on, man. Beers and he's and like, like <laughs> <laughs> he's like i get it i get it i get it i yeah. can calm down man then invite me over for a family barbecue i was like fairy you calm down show me this other side of you and i'll invite you over yeah <laughs> but love it it'll be in the movie yeah i was thinking what would be cool is to get uh they were they were supposed to come to, to the last show it got canceled because of covid they were playing next door to some event that Louis Black, the comedian, was going to be at. And I was mm. like, oh, how do we converge this into like a green room situation? Right. Where Louis Black's in, like they try and talk shit. Oh, and he man. talks shit. Someone like this. Like, that would be so much gold. It'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Thank you so much. Thanks again for coming on. Um, I appreciate you uh, taking the time. I know you got a busy schedule and everything, and it's it's a little bit later there than it is here. So um, I'll let I'll let you get the hell out of here. But uh, but yeah, man, thanks so much. I really really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, and, and it's just good to see your face. Yeah, same. And man. I hope we get to work yeah. on some stuff soon, man. Same, man. Yeah, it's um it's uh the world the world's coming back. Hopefully, it seems to might yeah. be. So you know we'll 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 keep uh, pushing. I hope so, man. I hope we can work on something soon. So. Yeah, 2022. Cross your fingers for something bigger. Absolutely, man. All right, dude. Well, we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Okay. Later, Root. Right. Thanks, take, man. Yep. Take care, man. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. This was a great conversation. And like I said in the intro, every time I get to talk to Tommy, it's like, it's like going to... It's like going to film school. It's just, you know, he has such a great mind for film, and it's just a pleasure to talk to him any time I get a chance. Um, it had been a little while, so it was nice to touch base again and catch up a little bit. Um, and, yeah, hopefully we were able to bring you a little bit more into the mind of a great filmmaker like himself. I'm going to put all the links below to check out his films and... Uh, I really urge you to go and watch. He has uh, an amazing style uh, and an amazing taste in what he does, and I truly mean all of that. So, um, yeah, thanks again, everybody, for for listening in today. It means the world to me. Um, the, the show keeps getting bigger every single week. We're still a small show, but it gets better and better and better every single week. Um, I want to keep bringing on amazing, insightful guests like Tommy, and yeah, I appreciate you guys coming along with the uh, uh, coming along on the ride with me. So uh, before I let you go, one last time, let me tell you about Simple Equations Media, full service audio and video production company here in Las Vegas, Nevada. We can help you with anything pre-production through post-production. Anything you need, we can absolutely help you out. Make sure you head over to the website simpleequationsmedia.com. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, thanks again, guys. I 
I hope you I hope I hope you're enjoying the content. I hope you're enjoying the episodes because I'm really enjoying doing it. So, um, yeah, that's it for this week. Next week, I'll be back with another killer episode that I know you're going to love. So make sure to come on back. We're posting on Thursdays now. It used to be Monday. So maybe it's hopefully a little bit more convenient for some of you a little bit later in the week than in the early beginning part of the week. I know it gets a little crazy at the beginning of the week. So hopefully we can cruise you on into the weekend. Maybe a little bit. But uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. I appreciate it. I love you all. Talk to you later. Thank you.